our audience who's sticking with us in the seven o'clock hour, we're, we're having DeAndrea Bird to join us. And she's going to talk about after the salon. She's the owner of Tutu Maniacs. DeAndrea, good evening. Thank you for coming and joining us tonight. Welcome into the chat this evening, DeAndrea. We have been waiting for you and we want to hear from from you and all of your successes and before we begin i want to roll out the red carpet for you you started out as a cosmetologist and now you have your own brick and mortar store tutu maniacs which is located at greenbrier mall in atlanta it is gorgeous and You've done so much for little girls in helping them to understand and learn that it's okay to pamper themselves with the, the spa parties. You've mm. just done amazing. So I don't want to steal your thunder. Tell us about you. So yes, I used to be a cosmetologist. I used to own a salon called The Beautiful Brand. And that's actually how I stumbled upon the business that I currently have. I would be in the salon on the weekends and my daughters were smaller then so I would you know make them tutus to play around with give them little tasks to do um let them have many spa parties and people would be like hey can you repeat the spa party you had for your girls um hey can you make me a tutu so in my creativity I actually developed more creativity and was able to turn um my creativity into more cash flow so at what point did you decide okay I'm going to make the full transition. Um, just noticing that I'm a numbers person. So I noticed, okay, hey, I make a lot of money doing hair, good money, but I'm doing less work. It's more fun. I'm not standing on my feet all day. My wrist doesn't hurt. So those of us do, that do hair, oftentimes we get carpetonal, especially if you sew or you braid. And um, I could create my own hours and I was able to come my business no longer dependent on me as a hairstylist. My business kind of dependent on me working all the time to get the money. So I was trading my time for dollars. Whereas with my um, business Tutu Mania, I have staff now. I'm able to create residual income from this business by selling online, creating digital products and um, shipping and that sort of thing. So it was like the numbers, the why do you the why I always wanted to be an entrepreneur for the freedom and with hair again you're trading your time for dollars you're making good money but you miss money when you don't work yeah so true so now take a moment to paint the picture for us of what it's like stepping into tutu maniacs tell us about the business okay I'll show you guys I'm actually here oh. I have a virtual background on right now okay. and I'll just take it out so I'll show you guys around um, I am actually still at work. <laughs> so this is our body box. This is actually where the spa party met me. Nice. It's a beautiful store. Yes. Tell us what what did you enjoy most about your transition? What was it the the planning or was it something else? It was just the being able to see your vision um, manifested in the flesh. Um, because a lot of times when you're a creative person and you get these visions and these crazy ideas in your head, you're not able to articulate that. 
and explain it to people. So to see it play out and let it speak for itself, like, wow, this is the this is all the scribbles I had in my book and all the wires that were going on in my head. And this is what it is now. And then also seeing my kids be proud of me and wanting to work for me. Like they other people's kids are like, oh, again, summer jobs, like knowing that my daughter, like she wants to work for me. She doesn't want to work for anybody else because she likes, she thinks it's cool or she likes, you know. So, um, you know, that's cool. And then seeing the smiles on the parents' faces, like, oh, thank you. We need something like this in our neighborhood because I am located on the south side of town. And a lot of business owners would think like, oh, maybe if I go to the North End or, you know, that type of thing. But I want to be able to provide luxury for my people on my side of town because, you know, I'm from Atlanta. I'm a real ATLian and I want to be able to pro provide that here, too. Right. Which is so important. And it's for, for you, it's more than just about retail. Mm -hmm. You are you are helping little girls understand the importance of self self-care. I, I want to ask you, because your store is not like any other store mm -hmm. out there. So when you were in this planning phase, how did you get beyond the fear, the uncertainty? Because, you know, what you do is not like anyone else's. You just got to, so with entrepreneurship, there always is going to be failure and rejection, but it's not about how you fail or how you reject it. It's what you do with that failure or that rejection. Like I said, a lot of people was like, oh, why you want to call your salon? That's stupid. You make good money. Oh, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do that? You got to have tunnel vision. You got to know who you are, but you can't, you can't have the fear of failure because in every failure, you notice, okay, this works for my business, but this didn't work. So no, I don't need to do that again. I already know that I failed. If I try it, I don't need to do it the same exact way. Maybe I need to try that again a different way. Okay. My trends are this way. I did really good in this month, but I know in this month, okay, people aren't doing it. It helps you learn yourself and your business at the same time. So don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid of rejection because in rejection and, and failure, you will always receive either a lesson or you align your trends and make more money. You'll be able to, to continue to perfect your business plan along the way and it'll make you more money. Okay. And, and I appreciate you saying that. So for those who are currently salon owners and they're thinking about the next step, not to be, you know, too technical, but what does that process look like? You know, some people get used to where they are, even though we're business owners and you kind of forget, well, what do I do to make that transition? I always tell people never be so smart that you can't learn from anybody else. Even the smartest person in the world can learn from a child. Um, so don't be so smart or don't be so, oh, I know everything that you can't learn. Um, even if you own a salon, think about ways to create multiple streams of income and treat yourself as a brand. Um, you will want to retire as a hairstylist. So be thinking about what product line can I create, whether that's you're creating a skincare line, bonnets, t-shirts, or creating online courses for other stylists to come behind you. Even your knowledge, it can be for sale creating digital products for other stylists that are going to come. Maybe they don't know how to open and market for a successful salon. Um, your knowledge is something that people meet, need. <clears throat> you spent years, blood, sweat, and tears to become the person that you are today. But it's somebody that wants to pay you a convenience fee and invest in the knowledge that you have. So definitely as a hairstylist, make sure that your only stream of income isn't your hands, you know, use your mind too to, to come up with products, 
um, whether that's actual physical products or that you actually creating digital products. And you also can think about being a speaker. Um, it's a whole big world out here and a lot of colleges and universities definitely pay for speakers. So, I like what you said, convenience fee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. So is there anything that salon owners need to take into consideration when switching the business model? Do you just shut down your salon to start another business or is there something in between that you need to do? I think that definitely depends on you as a person, depending on what your household is like, depending on if you're a single mother or if you have a husband, that's definitely a conversation you need to have with yourself and your household because you definitely need to plan your exit plan in a way that works for you. If you're able to shut down and, and take a clean risk, do that. If you're not able, it's no shame in, okay, I need to I need to plan this. Maybe two years I'm going to shut down or maybe I need to take on a second job or maybe I need to create an additional stream of income before I fully you know, pivot into this next stream. I definitely think it, it, that's not a one-size-fit-all question. Definitely have a conversation with yourself and your household before you jump into it. Got it. Okay. So let's talk about longevity. What does it take to last in business and pivot when necessary? Because I know uh, you've, you've had longevity in the business and you've been able to navigate even through the pandemic. So definitely it takes, um, you got to have tough skin and don't think with your emotions, like have your emotions when you're at home in the bathroom, have your emotions, feel how you feel. But when you get ready to come to the table to make decisions, always look at the facts, look at the facts before you make decisions and always tell people never make decisions based upon your emotions and don't give up. A lot of people want to quit. Oh, I didn't make any money my first six months, but then the eighth month could have been their six figure month, but because you didn't see the results in six months. You gave up. So um, don't give up so easy. Because again, business is not one size fit all. Don't give up so easy. Pay attention um, and don't move off your emotions. I like that. The facts. That, that. That's really powerful, DeAndrea. Thank you for dropping those gems. Now, you are a numbers person. You said <laughs> that. <laughs> and when it comes to running because it's almost like you're well like you said depending on the person but if you decide to you know keep your salon for a while and then start another does that mean that you then need to have like a venture capitalist or somebody backing you in order to make that transition so no there are so many ways to um get funded so the traditional ways, yes, you can go to your credit union or your bank and apply for funding. There are also non-traditional ways. There's an app called the Kiva app. They do like crowdfunded um, loan, loan, uh, crowdfunded loans. And where other entrepreneurs, we're there looking for people to, you know, loan money to. Um, there's also the crowdfunding way. And then I always tell people, start making money before you decide if you want to put all this money into a business, see if your business works, see if it's pliable. That could be something simple as say you want to own a bakery, start baking cupcakes before you get your bakery. See if your see if your cupcakes or your recipes even taste good before you go get the bakery. Um, if you want to do hair and you want to become a stylist, 
start, you know, finding photo shoots or different places to go to, to, you know, do trade for print. So you can have pictures because if I don't see what you can do, how do I know that I want you to do my hair? Right. Or start, start running specials with some of the people that, you know, Hey, I know you've been with your hairstyles for a long time, but I'm going to give you a 10% off coupon. Come to me this week. And if you like me, stick with me, if not stay with your style. So before you're in such a, we're not creating products or services that people don't want. You listen to your customers, create the products and the services that they need. When you feel a need, you will always have business. I love that. Now, and I love all the things that you that you said. You're really dropping some gems tonight. For those women who are out of the box thinkers like you, and we we you know we are out of the box thinkers, but mm-hmm. we also have people. You know, you share, you confide in others, and they may shoot your idea down because of the uniqueness of it. So, at what point should the unique business idea be taken seriously. I know you you mentioned those steps earlier, but let's talk about overcoming the objection of, you know, people shooting down your business idea. You really can't worry about that because it's your dream. So nobody has to care, listen, or even give a crap about what your dream is. This is your dream. That was your vision. When you have your success and you spend your money, you won't owe them anything. So they don't owe you to agree with it. So you have to be, you have to believe in yourself first. It's not anybody's responsibility to believe in your dream or your business, but it is, you will have to be able to have thick skin, but those people that want what you have, those new people that don't know you, they're going to be your customers and they're going to support you. And that's just the way that business is. We've never met, met the people that own Walmart, but we support them. That's so true. You don't care who owns the gas station on the corner. You just need gas. You don't like them. You don't know them. You need gas though. Right. Right. You're (laughs) absolutely right. Yes. So tell us, I would love to know D'Andrea, what is your, your dream for Tutu Maniacs? My dream for Tutu Maniacs is to open up um, other locations and eventually become a franchise so that I can actually give this business to my kids so they can have a choice on whether or not they want to go to college or not. Okay. That's amazing. Talk a little bit about your kids. So I am a mom. I have a 15 year old, (laughs) a 13 year old and a 10 year old. My eldest is a boy. My younger two are girls. Um, They two are entrepreneurs and um, young rising stars. That's amazing. And you wear, you wear multiple hats and you wear them quite well, might I mm-hmm. add. So you're a mom, a momager and a business owner. Uh, talk about that work-life balance, being able to manage it all and do it all. So I will say it took me a long time to find balance and I still am at 37 years old. Um, I think balance is something that you work on constantly. Um, And then when you're working so hard and you're motivated towards one thing, you have to stop and say, okay, I got to enjoy the present. Like I got to enjoy what I have going on right now in the present. Um, Cause you know, it's a blessing that you're alive right now in the present. And sometimes you get caught up in thinking future, future, future. You have to slow down, take a deep breath, have some fun and enjoy the present. Yeah, absolutely. You are so right. So I want to I want to hear a story. I want to hear about 
tell us about a memorable moment that you had in business that really just made you feel good. Um, one of my most memorable moments is um, I remember my first location, um, my best friend and I, we were going to another friend of ours um, wedding. And as we stopped over, we went to this place. I was like, oh, I love for two maniac to be um, right here. And at the time, I still had a salon. So she was like, yeah, this would be a good location. I was like, yeah, it's a nice part right there. It's nice to this other kid's clothing store. She was like, yeah. And fast forward a year and three months later, I actually did get that building. I ended up meeting um, the two owners there with husband and wife and ended up moving in a year and three months later to that location. So that kind of blew my mind. That is that is amazing. One of the things that in having this conversation this evening between you and Christine is that you put it's almost like a manifestation. You you dream it and it happens because you work toward that. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely do. Okay. Okay. So share with us some of your tips, the path to success. What's your formula? Um, the path to success is just keep going forward, never backwards. Um, a lot of times we get caught up on our mistakes. Um, we are scared to try again. You don't want to forgive yourself. I always keep moving forward and never backwards. And as long as you have a movement and you're not wasting time, you'll definitely get to success. It's nothing wrong with if something takes a long time for you to complete it or get there, but just don't waste, waste time on your way there. Just keep moving forward. Absolutely. Now, we talked a lot about your brick and mortar, but we didn't talk about your e-commerce platform. There, uh, there are products that you would ship as well. So tell us about that. So I have my own product line, um, Skin Care for Kids. It is um, manufactured in California, and it is all natural. Um, I have a sugar scrub, a mask, a face mist, um, face lotion for girls. So if they want to take the spa home with them or you just want to teach your child self-care and a good skincare routine, we have that to provide for you. That is amazing. Did you think when you started out that it would blossom into all that it is today? I didn't have an idea of what it would be. I knew I was on to something and I, it was just like a gut feeling to like keep going, but I never knew that this is what it would be like today. Oh my goodness. And just imagine DeAndrea, like five years from now, you're, you're going to be a conglomerate with like <laughs> all these different things. So that's, that's amazing. You are uh, an inspiration to so many women who are wanting to, you know, make that transition. And just do it. Have a plan. A lot of times um, you, you're waiting on the right time, but the right time is now, you know? Mm, that Now, you said a word there. <laughs> um, talk a little bit about that, because I know that a lot of people do wait for what they call the right time, but there is no right time. No, it's never going to be the right time. You just got to, you got to do it. It's just, it's like it is what it is type of situation. Right. And that's evident when you opened your brick and mortar in the middle of the the pandemic. Talk talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that. Um, so I actually signed my lease, um, when right before the pandemic happened. So I had signed my lease and I ended up opening up on the first day of the year in 2021, January 1st. And um, I've been going ever since. I took a chance. I was like, I don't know if people are going to be having parties. 
but the mall is open. Atlanta has been open, so let's do it. Let's try and let's see where how it goes. I had a marketing plan, a COVID marketing plan. Um, I had been creating shippable products, and I just I went for it. That's that's really good. I want to touch on the fact that you really uh, push for little girls to uh, take self-care important uh, and also for them to uh, normalize luxury, especially in our community. Um, it's more than just about them coming in and having a good time. So talk more about, you know, your thought behind that. I just think that um, as a little girl, we, we're not taught how to love on ourselves enough and what that looks like. Self-care and self-love go hand in hand. And I just believe we should teach whether it's whether it's make sure you put lotion on so that you, you know, you feel soft for you. Make sure you clean your face and moisturize your face. Don't wait until you're 30 to say, hey, I want to take care of my skin now. You know, teach that at an early age so those good habits follow them. That's really good. Now, during Christine's talk, it was one thing that she said that I'm going to ask you. She mentioned about uh, what it takes to be a boss. So in your own words, share with us, what does it take to be a boss? It takes tenacity and, and self-belief and self and, and knowledge of self. Um, when you know yourself and you know who you are and you know what you want out of life, then nothing can stop you because you're, you're firm in what you believe and you're not going to stop. <laughs> mm, I like that. Wow. Do you have any other words for women who look up to you who want to either start a business or who are in transition from the salon to their next step in life? I just say my advice is to believe in yourself. Don't necessarily look up to me, look inside of you because the same things that I have in me, you've been gifted with superpowers that you just got to tap into. All right. I love that, DeAndrea. So share with us, how can people find out about Tutu Maniacs? Where would they go if they want to bring their daughters to your store? Share with us everything. So definitely you can visit us at Greenbrier Mall. We're located in Southwest Atlanta. You will come in on the side that the tag office is located in. You can also visit us on the web at www.tutumaniacs.com. Our customer service number is 404-939-0708. And we're most active active on Instagram at tutumaniacs. That's T-U-T-U-M-A-N-I-A-C-S. All right. So with the time that that we have left, I'm, I'm checking the chat to see if we have any questions, any uh, comments that we can read off. Do you have any takeaways for, for us? Um, my takeaways would just be, number one, thank you for having me. And we need to see more of this um, girl boss power. And we need to start, you know, reaching back and giving the information to those that come behind us. So that was really good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I want to thank you for coming on this evening and talking about after the salon, life after. And congratulations to you and all of your success. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, this has been a great evening. We've had a an impactful hour with Christine and Paige of Bliss Medical Hair Replacement Center and DeAndrea Bird, owner of Tutu Maniacs. 
thank you for tuning in. We also will have this two hour long session on our podcast, Blue Scorpion RM, the podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Blue Scorpion Reputation Management, please feel free to visit us at bluescorpionrm.com. Thank you, DeAndrea, for coming on this evening. Thank you, Christine, for coming on this evening as well. And we look forward to more of your success and growth. Thank you.